music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by BuskerDroid. Visit them on the internet at buskerdroid.com or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash buskerdroid. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 22. I'm Anthony Lewis. And I'm Aaron De La Osa. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Plus as well. Uh, it's been a while since we, we did a podcast. I did a, a, a mini-episode two weeks ago, last week, no episode, period. Uh, Aaron has been busy, though. He was hanging out with the likes of Heidi Fleiss in, in Las Vegas. Yeah, she smelled quite dirty. <laughs> wow did you were you that close or was it just that potent that you were you were so far away you could yet you could still tell both uh we were standing in line uh, at McCarran airport uh for, for the, uh, the the taxi line and I passed her like six or seven times like you know the the big fake lips the uh you know the the coke habit nose I mean she had a total just I can't even describe the guy she was with, but yeah, it, I looked at it. I was like, "That's Heidi Fleiss," and like, I swear to God, I smelled Charlie Sheen each time we passed her. <laughs> um, what what is the Charlie Sheen scent, if I may ask, if I dare venture? A little bit like desperation mixed with a hint of awesome. <laughs> okay, there's like a hint of awesome. There's a, just a hint. A hint, <laughs> a hint of Barney Stinson from How I Met yeah, Mother. There's just a tinge of fucking epic mix in there. Other than that, it's just pretty sad. Um, so we did miss, I guess, hey, for the best, though, we did miss the downfall of the Avengers, which eventually did get knocked out of first place by, out of all the movies, Men in Black 3. I didn't think Men in Black 3 had it in it, but... Ah, what a shocker that was, right? I'll, I'll be down. If somebody had told me, Aaron, that Men in Black 3 would have beat the Avengers, my response would have been, Psh, nah. But, uh, I mean, but, but in all fairness, the Avengers was pretty thick into its run by now. It is. Um, it's still in fifth place, believe it or not. It's uh, strong. The uh, cock of the walk right now is Madagascar 3. Uh, some sort of European uh, thing that they're doing with Madagascar this time around. Uh, it opened to 60.3 million. Jeez. Not that bad. Uh, Ridley Scott's Prometheus opened second place, 51.1. Loved it. I cannot wait to get into that movie. Uh, same here. Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman just got a review up on the website for that at twenty three point one million. Uh, <laughs> Men in Black three that's in fourth, and uh, the Avengers in fifth place with uh, eleven point two. By the way, if we are still looking at the the calculations uh, for the Avengers, no chance in hell that it beats Titanic for the worldwide gross. Uh, there's a caveat to that though. Is they're uh, they're saying now that they're going to release uh, the director's cut into theaters. Ah, okay. Like that, they're saying like you know that apparently they're working pretty uh, feverishly on that, and like they're saying it could hit uh, towards the end of the summer. Is is that to then say, Aaron, that I should maybe hold up on buying 
my Marvel's The Avengers Blu-ray when it comes out, <laughs> because if they are going to be releasing a director's cut of The Avengers, I, I may want that instead. Well, the director's cut is supposed to be on the DVD itself, but Marvel really apparently, like Marvel and, and the mouse, they really want that record. The mouse. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that that that's everything I've been uh, I've been a privy to so far is that uh, that's the route they are leaning towards uh, towards hitting up. So I mean, oh. we'll see. You know, if the summer comes or it doesn't hit, then you know, then everything I've been told is wrong. But I mean, it's definitely looking like that's uh, that's where they're headed. Uh, by the way, slim slim chance of them actually beating out Titanic for the domestic gross. Uh, Titanic's at 658 mil, Jesus. and uh, Avengers is at 580 mil domestic. So there's they do a slim chance cut, they take it. Yeah, there's a slim chance that they could they could pull it off. Uh, let me see here. Oh, hey, before we get before we get going too far into the show, in case you didn't hear Aaron or you didn't or uh, the people listening didn't see, uh, I want to welcome an, a, yet another contributor to the CinemaGeekly.com website. Oh, right. Yeah, Miss Mayo. I yeah. was aware. Stephanie Mayo. Uh, from the Philippines, man. We're international now. Right, yeah. It's amazing. Um, it, actually, it took me... Uh, it took me quite a while to realize, actually, uh, thanks to my fiance, as a matter of fact, that there's actually a lot of people in the Philippines who uh, speak English and write English rather well. Um, all, yeah, I actually ran into her on, on Google Plus, of all places, Aaron. Who needs Facebook, right? Right, yeah. I was actually born in the Philippines, so big shout out to the homeland there. Were you? I was. That's amazing. I yeah. had no idea. Wow. It's all yeah. coming full circle. It's a circle. It really of is. It's the Lion King right here on the <laughs> Cinema Geekly podcast. I've, I, yeah, I just saw her. She, um, I just noticed that she was. She circled us on Google+, Plus. Uh, that she wrote literally tons of reviews. She actually writes for a website in the Philippines, and she gets in to like all the movie releases there. So right. she, she has written reviews for everything. And I just contacted her and said... Would you please send your awesome work over here and contribute to our website as well? She was way more than happy, uh, and her her first review is up on the website right now for for Snow White and the Huntsman. So yeah, uh, big welcome, welcome to the family. And she's probably going to have a load of more reviews uh, to come. In fact, she's going to probably see movies that I have Before no interest in. Yeah, and and movies that I have no interest in seeing, like Rock yeah, of Ages. Which is good because I'm pretty sure none of us were going to see Snow White and the Huntsman. So. I actually I, have a review for it. I, I, you stand corrected. I, I had some interest in seeing it, but you know, really? Chris Hemsworth is in it. Um, Charlize Theron is in it. Uh, the, I, I heard awesome things about the dudes playing the dwarves. I, I have no real interest in seeing Bella Swan. And it, it would be interesting to see Nick Frost as a dwarf, but I mean, I don't think him and Thor not being Thor would be quite enough. He looks very Thor-like, though, and speaks he? very Thor-ish. I mean, he's not wearing armor or nothing, but I mean, he, you know, he looks like, you know, dirty beat you up guy thing. Right. Yeah. He's got that rugged <laughs> Thor look to him. I guess I don't know. Um, but that review, like, that like review a homeless stuff. Thor. He's I did. It's like a homeless Thor. Uh, and I, we have reviews up. I, I saw a few movies actually in the in the meantime. I saw John Carter, uh, the movie that tanked for Disney. I, I just picked that up. I cannot wait to watch it. I uh, it, did, it did not do it for me, but that's not to say it won't do it for other people. It just it just didn't do it for. I gave it two and a half, which is not a very flattering. It was ver. It wow. Was, yeah, it was. Is yeah. that your lowest rating so far besides uh, this other Earth? Mm, I don't think so. I I think I gave American Reunion 
the same score. So it's oh, possible. Oh, that does not bode well for John Carter or Myers. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think you might like it more than I do, but you may know way more about the story. Uh, I think what happened with me is they tried to do a lot of the... They tried to do this story without doing a lot of the backstory. They just jumped right into it without giving you much origin or anything. Kinda, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and that that could be a problem for people who don't really know the backstory. I could see how it would definitely be very confusing and tend to suck yeah. if you don't know what's going on already. There was a news piece actually that uh, they had the alternate opening, which had more of a uh, more explanation in it. But I did not see that until after I saw the John Carter movie itself. Uh, uh, so I saw that. I saw Men in Black Three, which uh, I tell you what, Aaron. I liked it way more than I liked Men in Black 2. The end, the ending of the film, I thought, was really nice. But um, Did it leave it open for a Men in Black 4? Uh, no, nah, not really. Surprisingly, not really. Wow. Yeah. Um, it, it, they can do another one, but if they wanted to just leave it right there, it'd be totally fine. They'd be it's, good. Yeah, and I wouldn't... Honestly, they should leave it right there. They, wow. made up, they made up for Men in Black 2. I mean, it, it, it'd be really difficult for them not to make up for Men in Black 2. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, did Johnny Knoxville not not reprise his role in that movie? No, there was no Johnny Knoxville in this Oh, one. man. There was surprisingly very little alieny stuff in this. Um, there was, like, not a lot of goofy aliens. There was not a lot of, you know, not a lot of that stuff. It was really more based around the relationship of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones slash Josh Brolin. Who, in fact, did an amazing hour and a half performance of pretending to be Tommy Lee Jones. It was. Uh, That's what I hear is that he really nailed it. It was fantastic. Um, the the ending was actually was really nice. It's you know I'm, it could easily be looked at uh, as a sappy ending, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> but it was surprisingly nice given you know uh, the previous things we've seen in the movies and stuff from uh, from that franchise. So. Uh, from the movie that nobody asked for a second one, nobody definitely asked for a third one. Uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I gave it three out of five. So, um, the three for everybody who have not listened before—that's like for me. <laughs> for me on the website, that's like the teetering point. It's right. like, can you like it or you know, not so much? It's, like, it's almost getting ready to suck, but it's not quite there just yet. No. Right. <laughs> uh, and also saw uh, Prometheus. I liked Prometheus. A oh my god! I gave it a, I, I, I gave it three and a half. I, I understood some of the issues that some people had. There were some issues that people had that were just ridiculous. I think a lot of the, I think some of the issues Aaron that people had with this movie, literally comes from their. I, I think they kind of prejudged this movie a little bit as once it once it really kind of came out that oh, it kind of is an alien prequel. That right, it, people, it kind of is, but then again, it really isn't. Yeah. yeah, I know, people are like, oh, xenomorphs, and we're going to have all this other blah, 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 and none of that stuff was in there. Yeah, it, that's the problem. Is like Everybody thought it was going to be a prequel, that's why they hate it, because they're so confused. It's like, look, it, it took place, the, the way it takes place in the timeline, it's 30 years before the first Alien movie, and on an entirely different planet. I mean, it's it, it's in the same universe, you know, but it, it's not a prequel at all. It's not a straight-up prequel. I, I think it, it's a good indicator of where... Uh, you know, the, the, the Prometheus was on, you know, LV-223, 
uh, in Alien was based on uh, LV426. Uh, I mean, you know, it's 30 years, you know, in, in in the future from Prometheus. I think it was a good indication as to where the Black Ooze kind of thing could go. So right. you could see how the Queen w- w- was, you know, born and all that stuff. I, I think it was a good launching point from there. It's kind of up to you to use, you know, your judgment as far as, you know, how it spinned out. But I think as a standalone movie, you know, on itself, Prometheus was fucking brilliant. I mean, uh, Michael Farr, uh, Fastbender in that movie was ridiculous. Like oh, as yeah. the cyborg and like how he channeled Peter O'Toole a little bit and just mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliant in that movie. Fastbender was awesome. He was the highlight of the entire movie, honestly. Oh god, it was so good. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff. I mean, there was a lot of things that Ridley Scott did not go out of his way. Like at the beginning, I, I saw so many conversations about just the beginning shot of the movie. Like, are they on Earth or are they on another planet? They don't say. I don't know. Ah, this movie sucks. And in uh, my opinion, Earth. Like, that was them kickstarting Earth right Right. There. It's like it was either Earth or it was just another planet, and they're just saying, look, this is what they do. Right. They take this thing, they use their their genetics and stuff, and it goes into the water supply, and it, you know, this is what they do. Uh, why they do that, why they created us, supposedly, and why they also wanted us dead, mysteries that they did not answer in this film. That they might answer in, you know, a sequel. Yes, I would. Uh, I I have never seen. Uh, I have seen very few movies uh, that do not seem to have a sequel in mind necessarily. Like when you have like uh, you know, Back to the Future Part Two. You know, there's a Part <laughs> Three coming. Right. But this movie was. I you know when they came out with this, I had no inclinations of them doing more than one of these or anything like that. But. The ending was so. There is a sequel coming in giant letters. Well, that or 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 if they choose to not do a sequel, I think it leaves enough to the imagination where you could make the leap yourself. Right, right. I and mean, I, I think they're set up either way. And you know, and Ridley Scott. I mean, I, holy shit for for staying away from from this franchise for so long and coming back and doing it with, with Prometheus. Mesmerized by that movie, it was so good. Not, not even the not even the franchise so much as just the genre in general. I mean, he went on right. uh, after after Aliens and, and Blade, Blade Runner. Runner and stuff. He went on <laughs> yeah. to do yeah. I mean, he wanted to do like Gladiator and Thelma and Louise and Black Hawk Down and stuff like that. So I'm comes- really surprised that uh, Russell Crowe did not weasel his way into this movie. <laughs> Are you not entertained? He's like, seriously right. One of the space jockey aliens. Yeah. He does the voice. They, they did kind of look like him a little bit, didn't they? A little, like a shaved version of him? A little bit. Maybe that's how he got his way in. Right. Um, God, wasn't there a movie like that? Uh, it's like a... God, I can't remember who the actor is. But it's like, oh, he was in the movie, and they used him as like the CG model for something. But I don't remember who it was. Um, I, I, God, the, oh, God damn it. Uh, it's like, oh, he was in the movie, but he was like the CG model, and I, right. I don't remember. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't the one with Will Smith, like the the robot one bullshit? Wasn't somebody famous supposed to be the basis for the robot, iRobot or whatever? Yeah, maybe it was something like that. I, I don't remember. But oh. um, maybe that's what they did there with Russell Crowe. He's right. CGI. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was very, um, they left, <laughs> you know what's crazy is maybe there's just like a lot of fanboy hate, Aaron. Maybe that's what it is, because they're like, because uh, when they heard uh, the space jockeys were going to be involved, they're like, "Oh my god, that that was like you know such a mysterious little piece of of alien." It's like the Boba Fett, where nobody knows anything about. Right. Yeah. All. And then it's like, "Oh, th- this is going to be a movie about them." Oh my god! And they're still insanely mysterious. <laughs> you still what, what don't I think... know anything about them? 
I think the hardcore fanboys, like, you know, like, well, I mean, at least from my standpoint, I mean, you know, I'm sure we're definitely split off into our own factions. Mm-hmm. But uh, from a fanboy perspective, I mean, I'm in I'm in the camp where, you know, it, it's, a, it's, it's a different planet. You know, it's only 30 years, 30 years beforehand, so there's no way they could have, you know, from last scene in the movie, there's really no way they could have evolved that rapidly to turn into the Xenomorphs we know. So I think what happened on LV-426 was a different take, you know, uh, what we didn't see was a different take on what happened on LV-223. You know, it's just a... Right, right. Here on like, this... Prometheus showed you, like, one way that the Xenomorphs could end up, but on 426, they ended up this way. Right, and they they were... made reference to the fact that they thought it was maybe, a like, a military base, and that right. they have, like, you know, a biogenic weapon that backfired on them, um, you know that sort of thing. Like they were, their intent was to take it to Earth and wipe us out. So right, uh, and then something obviously. And again, they're just guessing about that shit. So right, right, right. It's all yeah. Um, which is why I like it though, man. I like those. I I don't always need a movie to say this is exactly what's happening. Here's exactly why it's happening. And, and that's the problem with like you know most modern moviegoers, like people who don't know like the the, the history of it. maybe somebody who had never seen Alien or Aliens, you know, or any of them, you know, had just seen this and was like, well, what this this movie is fucking horrible. You know, they don't they don't know, yeah. you know. But in general, like just like in Amer- like you know the average American moviegoer, they want everything like you know wrapped up in a tight little bow at the end of the movie. Like they want to be told everything that's going on and to not make any decisions for themselves. Right. Um, yeah. That's, you know where, I mean? that's where all of my that's where all of my Battlestar Galactica series finale arguments right come it, from. Same, same thing with the fucking Sopranos. Like everybody wants everything explained to them. They don't ever want to think for them fucking selves at all. Right. Uh, Oh my god. Yeah, no kidding. It was um I, I liked it a whole lot and I don't have oh, a problem if they me. don't I don't have a problem if they don't answer questions. Um I I guess maybe it would be upsetting if they did a sequel and didn't answer any questions. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, sort of seemed like the whole basis for the sequel is that they went to like lv 980 and just did a whole different take on everything. Yeah, that, that would kind of piss me off, but I mean, so, if they leave it alone, I'm good. Right, right. If they just kind of leave it at that, uh, yeah. um because the last thing you want is more questions on top of more questions. You know, eventually you're going to start wanting uh, some kind of answers. So uh, I, yeah. I understand to a degree, but at the end of the day, I thought it was standalone by itself. I thought it was an awesome looking movie, well acted and all that crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just really, really enjoyed it. And so much for that. Uh, supposed terrible script that had leaked out because you know this was terrible <laughs> at all. So not at all. Um, now is it just me or did you also get the feeling that Charlize Theron was also an android in that? Eh, she, she, yeah, she wasn't very. She really seemed really robotic to me, and yeah. just the the way she approached <laughs> like Guy Pearce and all. I was like, this bitch has got to be a robot. <laughs> she just had a really bad performance. Um, no, I don't think her performance was bad either. Uh, no, no, I don't think her performance was bad, but she would just really came off just like someone not human to me in that. I mean, I don't know if I just read too much into her or not, but like I was like, holy shit, she's got to be an android. Uh, Guy Pierce's makeup is that a point of contention at all for you? Or I don't get that shit. Why not just cast an old dude? Why why hide Guy Pierce? Right. Um, and it seemed kind of obvious, too, that it was like a dude wearing... I didn't actually necessarily recognize him so much as it just looked like a dude to me wearing a lot of aging makeup. Yeah, he just had like a rubber dick on his face and, you know, yeah. for a nose, and there you go, it's just Guy Pierce. <laughs> um, let me see here. Did we... Uh, 
I want to try to talk about some of the old stuff that we didn't get around to talking about on the last time. Did we talk about um, all those photos and stuff leaking out from the Iron Man 3 set? No, we have not discussed them yet, but... Uh, As the, uh, Iron, uh, the Iron Patriot was clearly visible... Yeah, but uh, that's already been debunked as uh Really? Yeah, that for for anyone not aware, uh some set photos from Iron Man three leaked out where uh it's an Iron Man suit, you know, painted red, white, and blue and uh, it was supposed to be the Iron Patriot, which is uh, uh it goes back to one of Marvel's most recent comic book runs from like Secret Avengers and then Dark Reign and all that where it was like Norman Osborne inside an Iron Man suit, but since Osborne belongs to Sony and not Marvel, uh, you know, they sold the suit, blah 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 blah. Well it turns out that uh that is actually going to be, you know, if you can see from the pictures, he's got the big uh, rotating turret gun on his shoulder, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, War Machine. Uh, that's actually going to be War Machine's new suit. Oh, really? So it's yeah. not it's not going to be Iron Patriot. It's not going to be Iron Patriot. They're just, just taking totally the Iron Patriot costume, more or less, and just right. and re, refabbing it for... Just uh, it to make right. it, yeah. 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 It, 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 it's definitely like a pretty cool nod. Uh, you know, right. to, to fans of the comic and all that, but yeah, it's not gonna be Iron Patriot, which is a little, you know, it was like, oh, that's so awesome, and then you know, come to find out, it's just gonna be broke again. It's like, well, how many people are gonna be confused now that the Avengers come out and they're just gonna think that it's Captain America in an Iron Man suit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my. Be like, well, there's Captain America right there. When my daughter first saw that picture, she was like, it looks like Incredible Hulk took Iron Man and Captain America and smashed them together. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Um, I'm like, at least for the suit. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he splatted uh, Captain America on Iron Man's suit, but yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people like, is that Captain America in there? Is he going to be in a right. new movie? Uh, yeah, that's going to create, because it does look an awful lot like Captain America's outfit. At least the design sort of has the same, you know, motif with the big star in the middle and everything. So I don't know. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's definitely taken right out of the comic, but yeah, it's, uh. Yeah, it's uh, going to be roadie. I mean, it, it, it kind of got me excited because apparently uh, Marvel and Disney had a deal worked out. Um, not Marvel and Disney, I'm sorry. Marvel and Sony had a deal worked out where uh, the Avengers, like, they already, they already had done the city mapping for New York, like the CG mapping and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had worked out a deal a little bit too late to sneak it in where they were going to allow the Oscorp Tower to be visible in the Avengers. Really? Yeah. It would have been nice. That would have been great because I mean that's definitely leading you to believe that you know down the road you know you could see fucking Spider-Man in like an Avengers sequel. I mean that you know th- that deal was in place. It just the timing didn't work out. So I mean it's not like they're opposed to it. They're agreeable because you know everybody just wants to make money. So I'm telling you, Spider-Man will pop up in an Avengers sequel. You know eventually it's gonna happen. Assuming this new Spider-Man movie does not bomb, I don't think it's going to bomb at all. But not at all. Everything I've read about it, and all the trailers I've seen, this is the closest thing to Spider-Man that has ever been on film. Wow, take take that, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I mean, I like Tobey Maguire, but he, you know, he, he's like five foot one. He's kind of a stocky guy, you know. Spider-Man, he's a tall, lanky kid, you know. And Andrew Garfield, you know, minus Looks the, uh, the the Twilight hair. I mean, you know, he's fucking Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Well, so. the Twilight hair really bothers me. <laughs> Yeah, it really bugs the shit out of me too. Twilight hair or Bieber hair, and it's—I uh, guess I'd prefer the Twilight hair over the Bieber hair. If uh, I had to make a choice, I would agree with you on that. <laughs> if you're forced at gunpoint, yeah. um, did you see the uh, Django Unchained trailer? Love it. That was so Tarantino. Oh my god, yes! It's Blown not... away. I, I am so excited for this movie now. Just off that trailer, there's nothing like. Seeing Jamie Foxx playing a slave in the Civil War era, 
flinging off that jacket is like seven oh, exploitation right? music starts playing. Yeah. Um, everything from like the Leo the Leo reveal shot where it zooms into him smiling and stuff is all you know classic Tarantino y stuff. Yeah. It looks it looks great. I, yeah. I gotta say I'm pretty excited to see it. Phenomenal. Um, despite my dislike of Silent Letters, uh, I will see this movie. <laughs> I like how Jimmy Fox makes a point to call it out in, in one of the first trailers. I am. Yeah, it's like the D is silent. Yeah. I am, by the way, entirely, I have not gone looking, but I would be shocked to search the internet and not find a Django Unchained poster with a picture of Django fed in it. <laughs> just saying this has not been done yet then it needs to be done immediately internet there's no way that has not been done uh, i'm gonna have to go look I'm uh <laughs> the django fat right now <laughs> you know what I, nobody has done it yet amazingly enough it, at least it's not showing up on google so you may have just hit on something you're right i'm just like i just searched for django fat maybe i need to do unchained as well but um, that could be as Cinema Geekly exclusive as uh, Django Fett Unchained. Nope, I have it right here. Damn it. A film by George Tarantino. <laughs> on Cine- oh, I yeah, I got it's it. On Cinema Blender, the dude on the horse with a lightsaber. Oh, that's so good. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just going to post that on the uh, on the Facebook page uh, right now. Oh, so people can... poster, Whoever did the, the, the Manip is fucking awesome. That is great. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's fantastic. We uh, we're the bastions of posting uh, great cinema-related photos on the blog. I think I had like the Credible Hulk on there uh, a few days ago. I really liked that one. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, when he gets mad, he uses like research and Logic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking uh, of the Marvel universe, uh, a quick uh, Thor two casting update. The uh, the guy who paid who played Fandral in the first uh, Thor. He was one of the Warriors Three, the blonde guy with the uh, the goatee, the sword fighting guy. Yes, Robin uh, Hood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Robin Hood. Josh Dallas. Uh, he is on the show Once Upon a Time on ABC. Mm-hmm. Due to his commitment to that show, he will not be reprising his role in Thor Two. Oh wow! Instead, uh, that role is going back to the guy they originally had picked to play it, uh, Zachary Levi from uh, Chuck. Oh wow! Cool. Okay. Yeah. He was supposed to play Fandral in the first Thor movie, but due to commitments, he couldn't do it. So it fell to Josh Dallas. Now let's come back to Zachary Levi. Like he was the guy. Like every fanfic I, ever, I had ever read, you know, picked to play it was this was Zachary Levi. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, we have um, a video game related question later on. Oh. So with that, I'll use that as a segue to say or, or to ask <laughs> you, Aaron, if you watch the uh, the Wreck It Ralph trailer. Yes. That is, I'm shocked nobody has thought to do this yet. It's actually, it's not a Pixar movie, but it nope. is a Disney animated film, um, and it's very Pixar-y looking. Yeah. But it's, it, a, it, yeah. But it, it's, it's a, basically, it's like Disney told Pixar, it's like, yeah, whatever, you know. We can do we that. Got, we can do that, too. Yeah, yeah, we got this. Um, basically, it's John C. Riley playing this guy named Wreck-It Ralph, who is a character in an arcade video game, who's just sick of being beaten up over and over and over. He's like a Donkey Kong-style character, I guess. Was it, was it Fix It something? What was the name of the game? Do you remember? Yeah, I think it was called Wreck-It Ralph, I think was the name of the game. No, Fix It Felix, wasn't it? Or what was it? Is that what it was? I think the name of the game, yeah, the name of the game was Fix It right, Felix. Right, 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 because the, the, Wreck-It Ralph was the, the villain, yeah. Right, right, because the goal of the game was to, to God damn, I am old as shit to remember that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, crap. he's... 
she's just tired of being the bad guy. Apparently, it's like the that's the whole thing. And um, there's the we have the the trailer on the website, but it's literally the easy. In fact, easily the best part is where he's kind of in this this group of other video game villains. Oh my god, yeah. There's like Zangief in there and and Bowser. Some, ra- some random zombies in there too. A random, yeah, just a, a random zombie. The uh, the ghosts from Pac-Man and yeah everything else and uh it's it's hilarious and basically what it is he decides to to just walk out of his game so when kids play the game now everything plays except he's not in the game and he he tries to be like a new first person shooter game or something he wants to be a hero he's tired of being a bad guy or whatever um and basically it looks like there's going to be about eight billion video game character cameos in this movie and just old school games and stuff as well so it's uh i gotta say man this is I like how actually, they, they managed to sneak in Qbert too. In yeah, trailer. they managed to sneak in Qbert. <laughs> uh, I am gonna be. I, I there's got to be like Dig Dug, and I'm sure you're gonna see like yeah. every old school game represented in some form or fashion. I know that they're they're getting this towards kids, but I mean, but with all the video game references to all the games, you know, like guys like you know you and I played growing up, it's gonna be like there'll be so many adults just dragging their kids to see this, just to see like the interaction. But you know, it's right. I'm really excited for this movie. I mean, last time we got to see anything from the Mario Brothers in a movie was <laughs> the movie that John, shall not be named. John Leguizamo and uh, Bob Hoskins. To be fair well, to them, they're like, how could you turn the Super Mario Brothers into a video, into a... Dennis Hopper as Koopa. <laughs> was it Princess Peach, uh, Samantha Mathis, too, wasn't it? I think so. Oh, my God. It was not good times getting heartburners talking about it holy shit uh so how about that how about that news hugh laurie possibly being the uh the head of the omni corporation and uh, I, I really hope it comes true he is just to, to, you know, we've seen flashes of how like how much of, of a dick and a badass like an evil guy he could play just in house to see him being that like sadistic all the time Holy shit! Yeah, the, the 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 cast for this movie is just stacking up to be fucking great. So let's yeah, let's let's. Who would have thunk it for a RoboCop reboot? Who would have thunk the casting would be this deep? Yeah, Kenneth uh, is a RoboCop. Gary Oldman is gonna be the guy that makes him. Sam Jackson is some media guy. I mean, fucking now Hugh Laurie. Holy shit! Getting to see Hugh Laurie play the bad guy on a large scale film is so. I mean, he did those Stuart Little movies. Where he plays like the nice guy dad of the boy who has Stuart Little, right? But, and uh, Monsters vs. Aliens, he was yeah, yeah. Uh, like the the, the Ant Man scientist, which he was great in. But getting to see him in the flesh as a bad guy, oh, I know, in one of the main roles, uh, lead roles of the film, uh, be so awesome. Just, I'm yeah. so excited. I know it's in talks. I know on the website we wrote he landed the role. But the way everybody – it's still not official, but they're talking like it's just like – Like it's a done deal. Yeah, like yeah. some papers. Yeah. And uh, he's, on, he's on board. So, I, man, I hope that's the case because – I hope so too because I'm so excited to see him just doing like the – you know, the, like, like the Dick Jones kind of – like Miguel Ferrer, like just like, you know, to see him just like being a total just fucking badass. Like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. The um, – well, let me see here. Uh, what do we got here? Um, there's uh, yeah, this is this is a ways back as well. But they, uh, uh, 20th Century Fox put out details about a, a boatload of movies. They're releasing Independence Day in 3D on July 3rd next year. 
<laughs> so uh, before welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Uh, I think they since changed that though, because every time I listen to it now, I got the Blu-ray at home. He says Earth very clearly. Oh, what? What bullshit? I know it's Earth. It's clearly E A R. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, it was so good in the original. God damn it! Uh, oh, I'm I so know. disappointed with Hollywood now. I know that. They did their. Um, they also released their their tentpole release dates as well. So uh, May twenty third, twenty fourteen, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That's the really? release date, yes, sir. And uh, July the eighteenth oh. is the uh, Matthew Vaughn directed X Men First Class sequel. That's July twenty eighteenth of twenty fourteen. So um, they have dates for all of those. Um, also, uh, Steven Spielberg's got another flick, uh, Robopocalypse. That's uh, April 25th. <laughs> no idea exactly what that is, but... Uh, I bet you it's robots and, robots and something apocalypse-related. Yeah, some, <laughs> it's, uh, maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's without robots the apocalypse occurs. Maybe it's like a new My Little Pony you know, movie. He's just throwing us off with the title. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's going to just get people to come in. There's no trailers. He gets everyone intrigued. My Little Pony. Yeah. Speaking of intrigued, how excited are you for Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I gotta say, I am really excited. Believe it or not, my mother has read the book. Which really? Yeah. My mom's a my mom's an Abraham Lincoln fanatic, so she <laughs> actually reads everything ever about Abraham Lincoln, and I'm like, she's like, so I read that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter book, and I'm like, what did you think about it? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, really? And she's like, oh, I thought it was really cool. Wow. Like, oh, if my mom thinks it's cool, this movie's going to suck. Uh, <laughs> no, man, everything I've seen from it looks fantastic. Oh my god, the, 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 the more trailers and clips they put out, I'm like, oh my god, I, I, I'm beside myself with excitement. They need to do this for, like, everybody. They need to get all the classic movie monsters. I'm, I'm waiting for um, Barack Obama, Zombie Hunter. <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do that before he was president uh he single-handedly stopped the uh the zombie apocalypse yep from happening so uh i'm, no, I'm just waiting for uh for something more like that uh, they're uh, apparently they're still trying to work on uh pride and prejudice versus uh pride and prejudice and zombies like uh, natalie portman's still attached to that apparently yeah that seems like it's sort of just treading water which and i actually read that book <laughs> I heard it was awesome. I heard it was essentially it was. they just. I heard it was essentially very much Pride and Prejudice, and then they just found ways to add the zombies in. It seriously, it was Pride and Prejudice, but like you know, as they're walking to like a tea party, fucking zombie attack, and they just they go <laughs> kung fu ape shit, and like oh like oh my god, like you read it's like it's Pride and Prejudice, like fuck, I I've read this cool, it sucks, I don't read it, and I know where zombies, and it's like oh my god, they suck you right back in, so it. Yeah, I read, the guy who wrote it like Seth Graham Smith. Like, he did a phenomenal job of doing these books. Like, and I'm so excited for Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Speaking of zombies, set photos have leaked from uh, The Walking Dead for uh, season three. All the Merle Dixon photos. Yes, sir. With yes. his prosthetic and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. By the, by the way, I don't know. You can tell me as the guy who's read the uh, the books, but in some of the reports, they said it appears that the prosthetic that he has is perhaps interchangeable yeah that's uh that's what i'm picking up on too i uh i've kind of fallen behind on the walking dead so i'm not really too up to speed i think they're on issue like 100 or something like that by now so they're they're really far ahead and you're like i am on six right yeah pretty, <laughs> um, pretty 
in the in the ranks. Uh, yeah, but I that's basically what I what I, what I was reading is that it seems like he's not only is he back, which is about time. He only made like a a small cameo. Yeah, and for an actor like Michael Rooker, I mean, he is known for just for playing like pure badasses. I mean, for them to bring him back, like especially in this season when they're going to the prison, they're going to introduce the governor. They have Michonne and all that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's the right time to bring this guy back and just to to really kind of let him do his thing and just be fucking insane and just murdering people. Um, Breaking Bad, they're coming back. Uh, there's. That season starts in literally a month, right? That's like July 15th, I think they come. Yeah, I got to get caught up on that. She, uh, I think we only ended up watching through season three so far. Oh, yo, so we're, we're behind. Get, get caught up fast, sir. <laughs> the, the ending of, of season four was tremendous. Oh, wait, okay. What, we just watched a season with like the, the plane explosion and all that shit. Mm-hmm. What's the, that, that was season three, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we have, we have a season to catch up. Yeah, season uh, season yeah season four is uh, really amazing, and uh, it wasn't until <laughs> um God, what was it today that I noticed this? I, I'm trying to um remember it like it's one of those you ever get one of those things where. <laughs> You're just like you, you just read something today and you can't remember it for the life of you. Um, okay, now we're, now we remember uh, Betsy Brandt. She plays Marie um, Marie Schrader, the uh, the wife of the uh, the uh, DEA guy or the you know whatever it is. There. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, it, it was the brother and sister-in-law, right? Yes, yes. It was not yeah. until today that I learned that she went to my high school. Really. Yeah, I was just reading about my my old high school, and they did the uh, you know uh, people you know notable you know graduates or whatever and blah blah, and they're like, uh, did you know her? Uh, no, she was uh, she was ahead of me by a couple of years. Oh, but um, it was just like Betsy Brandt, actress. And I'm like, really, an actress with a Wikipedia article? <laughs> because usually, if it's like you know blah 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 blah. blah he did this or that, and they don't have right. an article. I'm like, ah, well, they probably didn't, you know. But I'm like, oh, so I'll check it out. And I'm like, holy crap, Breaking Bad chick. Um, she was also in, like, uh, Boston Legal and a bunch of other shows I didn't watch, like NC. Yeah, who cares about those shit shows? And ER. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, questions. I do, yes, have, I do have a couple of questions. Uh, this is actually... I was... I, I swore that we had covered this before, but as it turns out, we hadn't. And I thought really? we had covered this. It was um okay. So the question, the question here is, God, I wrote these down like forever ago. I'm trying to find the emails. Um, I know one of them is offhand. Um, if it's you whose question I'm reading, recontact me and let me know that it was you, so I can be like, hey, thank, uh, insert name here for your question. Um, but it was um favorite favorite TV shows that ended up being terrible. Like you started watching it, and it was like this show is amazing. You know, it, it, and this it brings like, me oh. up to the to the Mad Men season finale. I want to talk about that too after we deal with this. Sure. Uh, favorite TV shows that turned out to suck. Yeah. Wow. I, Jesus, like suck by popular opinion or just by our opinion? Uh, I, I would say you know maybe a little bit of both. You could throw it in there. I mean, if you still, I, I watch a lot of shows that people hate. So I mean, <laughs> maybe that's just me. Uh, for me, the first one that jumps out at me is Heroes. Was the one that jumped out at me. I 
wanted to marry the first season of that show. I oh, I got one then, yeah. I loved that first season so much. Uh, the second season was not as good as the first, but I was like, all right, that's cool. Uh, third season, I'm like, eh. Fourth season, I was like, eh, stopped watching. <laughs> I was amazed because I, I was like, there can never be a greater show than this show after watching the first season. Um, I'm like, this is the most perfect show. And by the time it was all over, I'm like, this should have been a one-season miniseries. Right, yeah. I got one for you, The Cape. Okay. NBC's The Cape, you know, but a, a, a disgraced cop who, you know, was was thought to be dead and ended up training with like a, a circus uh, criminal to become like the superhero. The first six episodes of that show, fucking amazing, but it never hit. And then after a while, you could tell that NBC really didn't really care about it because the the storylines just from you know episode seven on through like twelve, like when it died, were complete crap. Um, the first six episodes were so fucking incredible, and then after there, nothing. Just absolutely died. Here's an amazing one for me, uh, Terra Nova. Oh, my God. The first few episodes of Terra Nova I thought were great. Right. And before, <laughs> this was the show that, for me, went from great to suck in one season. <laughs> Same with the cape. Same with the cape. It just started out great, and then it was just, yeah. I mean, there, there are instances of shows that, you know, what we need to do is the topic of, TV shows that were awesome but got canceled. Uh, that everybody oh else did not think were awesome. There's way too many of them. Firefly. Firefly's one. Fucking gate, yeah. um, I actually really liked... <laughs> nobody's going to even know what this show is. Because it literally only ran for one season. And it only ran for one season during the crappy seasons of Heroes. Which people <laughs> also weren't really watching. But they did this show after, and I don't know what it is. I might be the only person that liked this show, but it was called Journeyman. Did you see any of these episodes of Journeyman? No, I'm aware of it, though, but I never actually sat down and watched it. Yeah, it was uh, it was a dude who started, um, there was like no mysterious thing that happened to him. <laughs> except for the fact that he just started randomly traveling backwards in time. Without any control, he had like no control. Oh yeah, it was that the the Irish guy or whatever, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He would he would travel back, and he'd have no idea what he's doing there. He have no idea, you know, what he was supposed to do. And eventually, he and there's a lot of times where he would travel back to important periods in history, but he would have. Like, he thinks, oh, my God, this is like uh, when he traveled back in time during, like, the, the big earthquake they had in, in California. Right. Like, this is, he's like, this is this must be what I'm supposed to do. I'm well, supposed like, to destroy Candlestick Park. Yeah, he's like, I'm supposed to help people, blah, 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 blah. And it's actually, no, he has, like, some tiny thing to do that he has, like, no idea how this helps anything. But it's supposedly was all supposed to start tying together, like, all these little things he was doing. And then the show got canceled because nobody was watching Heroes, so therefore nobody was watching Oh, no, no follow-up, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I had a show on ABC I loved last year. It was called Man Up. I heard about that, yeah. It was with Dan Fogel. Like, they were all, like, you know, like it was, like, you know, four friends all together. Three or four friends. Uh, three friends expanded to four. They were all, like, online video game nerds uh, who were related to each other through friendship or marriage or whatever. And just about all the silly shit. It was, like, the league but based on video games. And it was so funny, but it never, like, ABC just buried it. They never advertised it. They never talked about it. They just bury the shit out of it and it was the funniest fucking show ever yeah i heard about it i saw commercials for it um so good like dan fogel like you know the uh 
you, you know, the fat guy and fanboys uh, take me home tonight. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. if if you know him, like he's like, uh, <laughs> I used to call him not Jack Black because any movie I ever saw him in, like he was always like a cheaper version of Jack Black to me. Yeah. But then when you actually start to watch him and appreciate like what he does, like he is, he's great. Right. Great in what he does. Um, let's talk about that Mad Men season finale. Apparently, you have some stuff on your mind about the. Oh, what a fucking letdown that season finale was, right? You were un- you were unimpressed. Here's, yeah, here's something you have. They stopped it when fucking uh, when homeboy offed himself. That should have been the end of the season right there. That's a high note. Like they, they left it just like you know the the Draper in a bar just sitting there like thinking about maybe porking somebody else. But like it was such a shit episode. There was nothing going on there. Like there's no excitement the, built up to where you're like, oh my god, what's happening season six? Like I don't really I don't give a shit. You want to know the amazing thing about Mad Men? I don't know if you've noticed this, but they kind of have a lot of season endings that are kind of like that. They have kind of like. Counts, right? They kind of have – I don't know if it's – I almost – it's happened so much that I don't <laughs> think I want to say it's a letdown. I Part of me swears that they have something that they're actually building to. Like they don't want to do this like blow-your-load moment at the end of the season that's like, I need to see next season right now. They always have these kind of like really low moments like, is Don going to start cheating on his wife again? Yeah. That's the cliffhanger. Um but yeah, it's clearly they're building to something because he started, you know, when they put him under the gas when he went to the dentist, he saw his dead brother who had hung himself, or his real, his biological brother who had hung himself. Right. Um, and he started talking with him and stuff. And I, I clearly, I think that they're they're going somewhere, doing something. I'm not sure what. That's like the that's like the thing with this show. Much of the show sort of feels like there's nothing insane that happens in the show. There's nothing overly incredible that happens. Uh, well, I mean, you get, it's so captivating. And then the thing, like you know, with, with episode ten, like you know, them whoring out, uh, you know, uh, you know, Fat Tits McGraw, and then the English guy off himself in, in, in eleven. Like they were building up so much. I'm like, oh my god, like the season finale is going to be in, in just insane. It's going to be and nuts. Then, and then they mellow out. At yeah, the it was nothing the... to it. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's amazing, isn't it? They do. They've done this like a lot, though. Um... Yeah, but they really pumped it up. Like you know, the past couple seasons, like, you're right. Like episode 11 was monster, and the season finale, nothing. But here, they really built it up. Like you know, they it would it it poured it up like so much. You're like, oh my god, like it's get it's gonna be nothing, and then just nothing. Although to a lot of people, Don starting to Don possibly cheating on his wife is a huge thing. <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, but not really. But you know, why would he cheat? You know, I see how he cheated on, on the blonde because she was really kind of fucking boring and just like a real bitch and yeah. not really all that hot. But the brunette she was, too, and like, she was the worst part of X Men First Class. Oh my God, wasn't she? What a fucking letdown she was! Jesus Christ, <laughs> she was so horrible. As that's Emma why, Oh my God, that's why Don divorced her. I, I really, I hope, I hope he saw that movie. That's why he cheated. I was like, you know what? You killed X Men for me. I'm gonna fuck everything that moves. I traveled forward in time. That's yeah. Part of that's the part of Mad Men they haven't shown us yet that Don Draper has a time machine in you know his what? closet in his office. If, if Mad Men goes to like the, the uh, like a quantum leap kind of like, but yeah. like mixed with like Sex in the City kind of like <laughs> time traveling fornicator, I will. This will be the greatest show of all time. Um, they're, they're obviously they're obviously building to something huge with. Don Draper, because I could never even understand why Don would even cheat on any of his wives, because they're both insanely gorgeous. Oh my god, right? It's, this man is crazy, but clearly there is there's something bubbling uh, under here. Like, like even when they revealed like Don has a secret, 
you know, and then we find out Don isn't really Don Draper. He's, you know, another guy who took the stuff. And they dropped guy. it out of nowhere. They just let it go. Like, whatever. He, he lied. He, he's a deserter. Fuck right. it. We don't care. Right, right. And to me, <laughs> to me, it seems like the show has been so smart with how they're doing things yeah. that it just seems to me that, like, they didn't drop it. They've just dropped it for now, but it's going to come back huge later on. Um, yeah, I, I I hope so. But to me, I could see them going the route where the, after they dropped like the the avionics, uh, like you know the big you know government air, airplane uh, contract, they're like, fuck it, we'll tuck it away. Like we teased it for a little bit, it's going away. You know, I think honestly, they were just like, look, we showed Rogers bare ass. I think that's good enough for everybody for the man. I'm it, 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 how real did that BJ look? He was getting from fucking his his wife's uh, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that seemed just realistic as shit. I mean, she the it was uh, she had total duck face and the neck moving. I was like, oh my god, she's really blowing this dude. <laughs> you think that maybe that's how they handle their realism so maybe well? Maybe she's just a method so. actor like uh, Madonna and uh, Willem Dafoe in uh, what was that movie? Oh, they together where they uh, they actually nailed. Uh, it's, the name escapes me. God damn it! You kind of just brought up like a random old movie. <laughs> Um, who it's Madonna and Willem Dafoe are in it. Willem Dafoe, yeah, they actually like yeah, she was on trial for murder. It was like a like a fatal attraction kind of deal. He was her lawyer, but they actually a body of evidence. Body, thank you, thank you. Yeah, they had a sex scene in the movie, but Madonna wanted a realism. She demanded penetration in that movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. Demanded it like she really wanted to get Dafoe, and she did. Madonna's like, look, I can't fake sex unless I'm actually having real sex. Yeah, she's like, I need to, to feel the full Willem. And he's like, okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> um, she's lucky she's not starring in any Michael Fassbender movies. I'm telling you, she'd get ripped in half. <laughs> but I mean, she she's fucking hideous at this point. She looks just like a walking skeleton. She's grotesque. Hey, man, um, did you uh, hear about the, uh, <laughs> the so-called... <laughs> Uh, Game of Thrones controversy. Did you hear about the whole George oh, yeah, head on a bike? He, he, you know, it, it's bullshit. You know, it, it, it might resemble just some random white guy with long hair. How they put together, it looked like George W. Somebody was really fucking like, you know, a hog oh. watching every split second of that show to be actually, like, hey, it looks like George W. Actually, it was actually it wasn't because of that. It was because of the um, the guys who do the show. It was either on director's commentary or, or a podcast for the show. They were like, oh, and if you look to the far left, the head on the far left is George Bush. They actually just said it. Um, and it's, yeah, they, they said it wasn't, they're like, uh, hey, we just we just pointed it out. It wasn't like a political thing that we wanted to put. Ah, George Bush's severed head on a spike. They're like, no, we, like, for a TV show like this, we sometimes need a lot of severed limbs and body parts and heads and et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, we just rent them out in bulk. Really? They ship us a big crate full of severed heads, essentially. And we just use them. And uh, he's like, they put wigs on them. They put makeup on them. They blah, blah, you know, to, and they're like, you know, nobody really noticed until after we were, you know, done shooting. And somebody's like, Hey, that one of those heads was a George Bush head. So they mentioned it in the thing, not thinking, once ever that people would get outraged about this, uh, which is ridiculous. Apparently, they're uh, uh, apparently HBO has gone to the trouble of saying all future Blu-ray releases of the that season will have the they're going to digitally take it out, or they're going to crop the shot, or they're going to put something else in there instead, and they they've removed the episode from iTunes and 
Oh, good luck, because I've already got that shit downloaded. I was going to say, it doesn't even matter. It's not like I even noticed. Right. Uh, to me, it's like the whole, you know, what with uh, Ned Stark's uh, decapitated head being on a pole thing, kind of, you know, nobody cares about that stupid George Bush head. That's like That was like a gigantic moment in the first season of the show, so... You know, people were more like, yeah, you know, I would have never noticed. I was too busy saying, like, oh, my God. they really yeah, nobody, Sean... nobody gives a shit. I'm like, they really killed Sean Bean's character. That was a total shock. To... And nobody, anybody <laughs> who had not read the book, people who had not read the book and watched that for the first time, would have never guessed in a zillion years that Sean Bean's character. Because every... I took it took him to being as like, he's oh, he's like the main character of the show. Yes, and so did I. I had never read the books. I was I was shocked when that happened i'm like they killed like the biggest star in the whole show he's he's gone that's yeah. crazy um and it took me like a whole season to get use of get used to rob stark as the uh as the uh, the head of the the stark clan but eventually i came around to to rob stark being the head of the uh speaking of which man how'd you feel about the end of that did you get to see the end of the second season again? loved it same here oh my god the, the, this show like holy shit i mean it uh yeah, it's just I really wish like you know I I haven't I've really restrained myself from googling the books because I don't I don't want to know when it happens but I'm absolutely positive that Joffrey has to get murdered in a horrible way oh, I just cannot fucking wait for it to happen. I have considered emailing HBO telling them exactly <laughs> pay movie theater prices to go see this happen. This the dude who plays Joffrey is so amazing. I used to think. That uh, the kid who played Malfoy in Harry Potter was like the ultimate douchebag kid that I wanted to kill. I'd never seen a kid in a movie that I wanted to kill so bad until I saw the dude playing uh, Malfoy. But right. oh my god, the the this young fellow playing King Joffrey. Oh my god! I just want to sur- smack the shit out of this kid. Surpassed him to no end, and my god, do they make him a dick? Yeah, I mean, as an actor, like, you know, this kid is phenomenal, because, I mean, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy and all that, but my god, you just want to beat the living shit out of this guy every episode. Yeah, he's truly tremendous in that regard. Yeah, I cannot wait to see what kind of horrible fucking fortune, like, is awaiting this dude. I just, I'm, every episode, I'm like, oh my god, is this it? Is he gonna get die? Is he gonna die? Gonna, and then just nothing. He just turns out to be more of a prick. And now that he's gonna marry uh, the other gal, but keep you know, the redheaded chick as, like, you know, some kind of a, like, a jizz rag. It's like, holy shit, what, what's yeah, going absolutely. on here? Yeah. yeah. I am so enthralled with this show. It's amazing. I have, um, maybe now it's just a, a test of, of will I have given myself, <laughs> but I have on my desktop right now all the books, like, audio, an audio book. Oh, good for you. Sitting here, and I'm staring at them as we speak. <laughs> And I have been tempted many times to just start. Um, part of me is like, you know, maybe after the season's over, I'll go and listen to that book, that season's book, um, you know, after the fact. But then I'm like, oh, but what if I get so hooked I can't wait for season three to start and I just start listening to the third book? Well, he, he he's only written five books so far out of the seven, right? Um, let me see. Isn't that it? He's supposed to write seven books, but there's only five so far? Um, yeah, I've got – he did a Song of uh, Ice and Fire 5 came out uh, last year. Okay, but there's two more coming, right? And that's supposed to end the series. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, as soon as something bad happens to Joffrey, just text me like a winky smiley face, just so I know <laughs> that this little fucker is coming. If he lives up the entire series, like, oh my god, I just, I just, I, 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 I won't be able to handle it. I don't know if they can do that. I think mainly because at that point, the uh, the anticipation for how he's going to die would be so high that no matter 
how they kill him. It would not be satisfactory. Yeah, unless he gets drawn and quartered, and then his remains get pissed on by Peter Dinklage. I mean, there's just there's no way it's going to live up to what we're all hoping happens to this guy. And by the way, uh, to show you how far and fast his star has risen, he's now the lead credit on the show. Uh, oh yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, he's the first name you see now when they. Uh, when he's they the only award winner, so God bless him. And he has been nothing but. Uh, as good or, in a lot of cases, better than in season one even. He is truly fantastic. He's, yeah, it's a... It's oh, a yeah, he's favorite. so good in that show. So good. Yeah, I hate to sound like the pretentious guy who's like, oh, they've written him so well. <laughs> but they really have. He is amazing. Yeah. I would I would watch this dude in anything, and the way they've, the way they've done it, they've taken things that you never see in movies or TV shows, because um, obviously he is a little person. And yeah. they just put him in there with a hot, hot woman. And it's like, pff, no big really deal. Hot too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you like, believe it. Cause like, you know what? This dude is so smooth. It's like, you know what? I buy that. And it's he's like a little, he's like a little mini Robert Danny Jr. It's like you could, yes. I would just believe anything he does. He gets all, like, you know what? I buy that. He gets all the best quips. Uh, he's got all the, all the comebacks. He's got, usually he has like the best lines out of, out of anybody in of the entire show. He's usually the only person who gets jokes. Uh, yeah, he's a total smartass. Uh, he's even he even went out there and was like kind of badass and shit when they had to fight. Uh, yeah, when they had like to a fight little, little, like a little Vin Diesel go out there wrecking shit. <laughs> it was awesome. It really it really yeah. was. Um, I gotta say, man, that show continues to awe and and amaze. I'm never gonna. I I can't imagine that this is gonna be on that list of shows that started awesome but ended terrible. God, I hope not. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think so. There's a yeah. There's a whole another dis- whole another discussion, Aaron, that we could have about shows that started awesome and then people thought ended terrible, but they didn't. Yeah, absolutely. The internet thinks they they ended terribly, but they are wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of shows like that. Um, is there anything else that we need to to cover before we talk about the the Blu-ray releases and, and uh... what? I don't think so. Just a quick note on Kick-Ass 2. Uh, Aaron Johnson, the guy who starred as Kick-Ass, hmm. uh, has said the movie uh, – he and Chloe Mertz and uh, McLovin are all definitely uh, committed to be back. They have a director and all that stuff, so they're uh, pretty much ready to go on Kick-Ass 2, and then it will be rated R, just like the first one. So Poor McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> well, he should just That's be, all I know him as, McLovin. He should be billed as McLovin. <laughs> well, we, uh, we saw How to Train Your Dragon last night. And we recognized like Jonah Hill and Jay Barrichell and all that. And then I heard like McLovin. I was like, oh, that's fucking McLovin too. Like I don't know his name. I could not tell you his name. His name for like a twenty dollar bet. Is that the first time? Just you saw, is that the first time you saw Train Your Dragon? Or yeah, it's good. I liked it a lot. Oh, great movie. Um, yeah, kids these days they're never going to appreciate the golden age of movies they've been given. For let them sit down and watch like you know the the rescuers down under in Fern Gully. See what they think about that shit. Yeah, this is what we had to go through. Yeah. Here's the car. Wait, how about how about Secrets of Nim? We had to be depressed as kids watching cartoon movies. <laughs> shit uh, never ended good. It was always about death. Here, yeah, here, watch the Land Before Time. Watch oh my God. Um, die. Yeah, or the Dark Crystal. It's about cute Muppets, but they're murderous fucking monsters. Um, I it wasn't until later, man. <laughs> Uh, could do a whole eulogy about uh, my childhood eulogy just about watching Lamb Before Time. It wasn't until I watched Lamb Before Time back years later. I'm like, oh my god, this is the saddest movie. I know. It's like he thinks he's talking to his mom and it's 
mom yeah. isn't there and he's doing it's like a baby by himself <laughs> like this, this to, to this crazy. day that the part in dark crystal where they suck out the souls yeah. of those little critters and drink it as juice that still bothers me it still uh, bugs me to this day i'm like oh my god they're drinking their souls it's so evil there is unlike the last time we did the blu-ray releases when there are a lot of good blu-rays coming out i think this is where we we missed out we skipped a generation here um there's a bunch of stuff in here that i'm not particularly interested in but let's run it down anyway blu-ray releases for june the 19th 2012 um and everything is going fine the criterion collection that's being released on blu-ray a bag of hammers Jump in. A bag of hammers. <laughs> Jump in if you've heard of any of these. Uh, I, I'm going to stay out because I don't know. I, I have no idea what that movie is about. I'm guessing it's something about hammers, but I could be wrong. Maybe it's a sequel to The Hebrew Hammer. That's on Netflix right now. Oh, God, I hope so. Uh, Big Miracle. Apparently that came out this year. Not heard of this film. It's already in the Criterion Collection? Oh, no, this is just a universal release. Oh, oh I was like, holy shit, that, that has to be a good movie then. Uh, Cat Run. Yeah, I don't know that one either. I that. Oh, well, here's one you've probably heard of. Evita, 1996. It's coming out on Blu-ray for the first time. Madonna. Eat shit, Madonna. You're from Bay City, not fucking London. Talk like it. <laughs> she hates Bay City, sir. I'm from Bay City. She, she hates this city. Yeah, but why does she? She's not any better. Not, fuck her. In fact, Eat shit, Madonna. She may be worse than Bay City at this point, though. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. She's got to be so just... I just feel like I need a, like an antibiotic just looking at pictures of her. The FP... I don't know anything about that film. Uh, yeah, I had to I had to take a second look at this when I saw that this was a Criterion Collection film, Grey's Anatomy, and I had to look back a second time to make sure that this was in fact not the television show. I just thought that I was like, is is McSteamy like in a Criterion Collection? Is that what's going on? It is not. It is a a separate film. Ah, uh, the uh, acclaimed Jeff who lives at home. That's hitting Blu-ray. I've not seen it, but. Uh, we have Louis season two, the Louis C.K. Great show. Season two is hitting Blu-ray. Uh, Newsies, that's hitting Blu-ray. In case you haven't seen Newsies, oh, Christian Bale at his finest. <laughs> um, here's a movie that has come out recently, Project X. I'm sure you've seen commercials for it all over the place, though. Yes. Part of the party you didn't see or remember or something. That's on Blu-ray. Oh. <laughs> uh, Seeking justice. Uh, Wilfred, the complete first season. Another no. great show. Okay, I, I've not seen it. Maybe you can. Oh, do yourself a favor. It's so good. Like, uh, I actually went back and watched the Australian version just to compare it to it, and the you know it, the American version is far superior just because Elijah Wood, just seeing him like in the situations they put him in, like with the guy who played the original Australian Wilfred, it's it's ridiculous what, what this guy like who's a an honest goodness like no shit like serious actor does in this show. It's a Fox show as well? It's FX, yeah. FX, okay. Yeah. Um, Wanderlust, that's hitting the Blu-ray. Oh. And uh, the the moment Aaron and perhaps all of our listeners have been waiting for, Sister Acts 1 and 2 in a combo pack on is Blu-ray. It Criterion? Oh. It, is, it is not Criterion. Damn it. Sister Act has not made it into the Criterion Collection. I give it another six months. That's got to be Criterion. The uh, the Rock, however, Criterion Collection. The, the Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage? Indeed. That's such a great movie. It is. It is a great movie. Sean um, tells you to go home and fuck the prom queen. You goddamn well do it. Yes, you do, sir. Um, and hey, of course, uh, Nick Cage, 
uttered the immortal lines of how in the name of Zeus's butthole <laughs> did you get out of your cell? Oh my God, I know. Uh, uh, such a Nick Cage line. Carla Liber- was the prom queen. It's like, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, Does man. it get any better than Nick Cage and Travolta both in Face Off together, though? <laughs> when does that hit Criterion? I have not seen Face Off in so long, probably since it came out on VHS. I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> any any chance of That's My Boy or Rock of Ages topping the box office? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, honestly, I don't think... Either, neither of them are doing critically well. I, I don't think they, they, they crap the top three. I, I'm thinking Madagascar probably holds on for this weekend. Yeah. Um, next week... next The weekend after, though, they have to contend with Abraham Lincoln and Brave. So that's yeah, and then uh, the weekend after that, Spider-Man. And then Batman! Oh my god, that's right. What's out, Aaron? Uh, um... <laughs> Everybody, thanks for checking us out. CinemaGeekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. We're on iTunes as well. Uh, We'll be back hopefully next week talking more movies, TVs, video games, all that jazz. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron Delosa. We'll see you next week.